We will never, for all eternity, everlastingly cease to praise and worship and honor the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Welcome to Connections with Rich and Bobby. Hi, this is Rich, Rich Homeris. And I'm Bobby, Bobby Hamlin. We're talking with Pastor Joe Jackowitz, the president of First Love Ministries and the pastor of Christ Bible Church in Pleasanton, California. We're continuing our look at what the Bible has to say about God's love and his most precious gift to his children, all who are called by his name. God gave us the most precious gift possible in his son, Jesus Christ. Now, Pastor Joe, could you elaborate on how precious and valuable this gift was and that he would give this most precious gift to us? <laughs> I think it would take all eternity to elaborate on, on how precious <laughs> this gift is. Yes. As a matter of fact, the Bible teaches that all of the believers in heaven will for all eternity praise and thank and magnify and glorify the Lord Jesus Christ because of the preciousness and value of the gift of salvation. We will never for all eternity everlastingly cease to praise and worship and honor the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit for their role, the triune God's role in our salvation. Let me give you an example. The gift of salvation is precious and valuable because it was given by grace. What does grace mean? Well, grace means a free gift. That means that God just gives it to you. You cannot do anything. You cannot work for the salvation. That's the nature of grace. It means a gift. It's a unilateral, one-way deposit into somebody's life. You don't give anything back, whether to earn it or whether it's required of you to reciprocate something. Grace is given to you, period. And since it's a one-way thing from God to you, the only thing you can do is look to God and praise Him for it. And that's very precious, because it magnifies how great God is, where He doesn't require you to do something or to give up everything you own or to to labor for it for a million lifetimes. Salvation is so precious that it is given to you and me as a gift. What does that say about God? What does that say about his character? What does that say about his love, that he just gives it to you as a gift? You're just left speechless. But secondly, salvation is precious and valuable because we don't deserve it. Now, Bobby and Rich, you have children. I have children. I'm sure you've given gifts to your children when they were growing up, when you really thought, well, they didn't deserve it. But you gave it to them anyway. Why? Because they're your children. And the same is true with us. If you sat down and just took one day, you will never find one day of your lives and my life where we compare the good with the bad that we do, both in our thinking, in our speech, and in our actions. There is not one day where the good thoughts, words, and actions ever outweigh the bad so that God will look at us using a measure of doing more good than evil to say we deserve salvation or we deserve anything. There's not even one day 
where the good that we did infinitely outweighed the bad. As a matter of fact, one sin would disqualify us for heaven, and one sin would earn us a hell and lake of fire for eternity. So the preciousness and value of our salvation is seen in the fact that there's not one day, one moment, because of who we are or what we've done, that we deserve to be saved. What does this say about God in His glory, in His preciousness, that He even gives the greatest of gifts to the worst of sinners, you and me? Bobby, you're one of those bad sinners. Rich, you are too. I don't know what people have told you, but you guys are pretty bad apart from Christ, and so am I. I'm the chief sinner. But even though we don't deserve this salvation, God gives it to us by His grace. And so it is precious and valuable because it could never be earned. It was given freely, freely. Another reason why it's precious is because of what it costs God. God didn't create a plan of salvation and choose that plan among an infinite number of plans with slight variances between them that he could have chosen. He deliberately, intentionally created a plan of salvation that cost God the most precious thing in the world to him, which is the life of his only begotten son, the only son of the same substance and essence as the Father and the Holy Spirit, the Lord Jesus Christ, the King of kings and Lord of lords. He gave his only begotten son. He committed the plan of salvation to his only begotten son so that the son knew that it was he who would be the sacrifice for sin. It was he who would bear our sins in his own body on the cross. The father deliberately chose him to have to rub shoulders with sinners in this world and would have to come down here and condescend infinitely, emptying himself of his majesty and glory, coming into this sin-cursed world. It was Jesus who would do all this dirty work, having to bear all of our sins on his shoulders, on his head. And Jesus, knowing this, obeyed the Father with joy. He set his face like flint to go to Jerusalem, and because of the joy that was set before him, endured the cross. The ultimate demonstration of God's love for us, all who call upon his name, Jesus, as described in Romans 5 verse 8, which says, But God demonstrates his own love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Yes, amen. And we'll return to our talk with Pastor Joe, Joe Jackowitz, in just a moment. So stay with us. You're listening to Connections with Rich and Bobby, and we'd love to connect with you. Just go to our website at Connections with Rich and Bobby. Now that's all one word, and Bobby is spelled with an I. Dot com. There, all of our podcasts are posted, along with our contact information. Also, you can connect with us on social media by friending us on Facebook, post on Instagram, tweet us on Twitter, or tune us in on Pandora. Now. Let's return to our talk with Pastor Joe, Joe Jackowitz, on our topic, God's love and the ultimate sacrifice he gave to obtain our salvation. This is what it cost the Father, 
to purchase our salvation, His only begotten Son. His Son died. His Son suffered. His Son was mm. tormented. We're talking about the God Himself, the Creator. He was in the world, and the world was made by Him, but the world knew Him not. So the Creator became the creature, and He bore our sins in His body, even when we didn't deserve it, and we couldn't earn it, and it had to just be given to us. And therefore, he had to be motivated from by an entirely other source for him to accomplish our salvation through his suffering and death, because rather than looking at us to motivate him. And this is what it costs the Father. How precious is that? How valuable is that? Because that God himself was the sacrifice. And therefore, when we see Jesus on the cross, it is exceedingly superior expression of the love of God more than anything else, because there we see God giving his own son up for the most unworthy, vile, wretched sinners like you and like me. That's how valuable and precious salvation is, Rich. We can't even conceive of how precious that is. I mean, it's, it's just the thought of it is just is both horrifying and humbling and just unthinkable and as you said, it's the most valuable thing in the world, and it's free. It's free. So, when it says that this is free and given to us, it sounds so simple that whosoever believes can receive it. So, why isn't everybody just rushing to accept God's gift of eternal life? Well, the important thing is that we don't want to complicate the plan of salvation. It is very simple. It is simply Repent and trust the Lord Jesus Christ to save you from your sin. That is the gospel. And if a person truly does that, that person will be saved. But it's something that we cannot do in and of ourselves. Salvation is of the Lord, the prophet Jonah said. It comes from God to us, and every component of salvation must be done and accomplished by God himself. There is no element of salvation that we contribute with God to the accomplishment of our salvation. God must do it himself. The proof of that is seen in the vast, vast majority of people in the world who do not put their trust in Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior, in spite of the fact that the preciousness and value and greatness of salvation, like you just expressed, Bobby, defies description. It's so yes. wonderful. It's so great. Then why aren't the multitudes banging on God's door and knocking God's door down to get into the kingdom of heaven through faith in Jesus Christ? Well, the answer to that, that question is that it indicates that there's blockages. There are things that are preventing people from doing that in their minds, in their hearts, in their intelligence. And in their mental faculties and in their spiritual faculties, there are hindrances that totally deaden them to understanding the greatness of the gift of God and the love of God in the salvation of Christ. And so why is it that a person is born and then they will hear the gospel for 25 years, the plan of salvation? And they will despise it, they will dismiss it, they will treat it very contemptuously. 
But then one day at age 25, their eyes are open, and they greatly love that plan of salvation. They react to it, respond to it. They value it like never before. They put their trust in Jesus Christ to save them from sin and from hell. They become born of the Spirit, and now they become a new creation in Christ Jesus. What is the difference between the first 25 years of their life and that day in which they put their trust in Christ? The difference is that God himself had to take away the blindness from their eyes and the dullness of their heart. He had to raise them from the dead and give them life. He had to illuminate their understanding so that they could actually comprehend what it means to repent and to put their trust in Christ. And he had to thaw out their hearts so that they would actually love Christ. God had to put in their hearts a love for Christ based on understanding the agape love, the divine love God had for them in giving them his son to die on the cross. Oh, how precious is God's care and love for us. Oh, yes. Praise God. And we thank Pastor Joe Jackowitz, the president of First Love Ministries and the pastor of Christ Bible Church, for our visit with him. You're listening to Connections with Rich and Bobby, and we'd love to have you subscribe to our podcast. It's free on this platform or any of the others, like Google Play or iTunes or Spotify. Also, if you've missed a program or would like to hear the current one once again, or invite others to listen, just go to our website at Connections with Rich and Bobby, all one word and Bobby spelt with an I, dot com. That's Connections with Rich and Bobby, dot com. Also, all of our contact information is there as well. And if you have a smart speaker, you can also listen to us there. You simply say, Alexa, Siri, or Hey Google, play the current podcast of Connections with Rich and Bobby. Also, you can listen to our podcast on Pandora. Finally, you can connect with us on social media on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. So do take a moment to let us know about you and about our program. This is Connections, connecting with one another as Romans 1 verse 12 says, that we may be mutually encouraged by each other's faith, both yours and mine. So thank you for listening, and remember, tell others and spread the word. God's Word. And don't forget to join us next time on Connections with Rich and Bobby. Bobby.